tired of it uh, uh, did you redo that guitar part with your little vocal thing you were gonna do yeah no i didn't no i think the best things in life yeah are the subtle things oh wow mm-hmm. that's pretty profound write that down that's that's kind of heavy here we are thank you welcome welcome to outside welcome, y'all. outside the mic episode three i'm, yeah. I'm martin meyer i'm jared weimer we did that backwards we used to do the other <laughs> that's okay though Stop. No, no. <laughs> As my finger's going towards the stop. No, 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 no. That's just fine. You know, there are no edits. There are no, you know, there are You guys no are, outtakes. this is uncut. Yeah. <laughs> this is edgy. Yeah. Some might even consider this indie. <laughs> Maybe that'll be because we're title. doing it ourselves. The title of episode three is going to be edgy. <laughs> edgy. <laughs> this is edgy. Oh, getting a little no. cocky now. You got two in the can. You got one down. That's see. That's the problem. That's we're getting happened. cocky with it now. Uh oh. We're getting a little too confident. <laughs> Someone needs to tell us that this sucks <laughs> so we can so we can humble ourselves a little bit. Yo, that was oh, you should not have thrown that invitation out there. <laughs> We're going to be like, oh, the fan mail is pouring in, and now all of a sudden you guys suck. We've never had fan mail before, no, but now mad. that you're telling us we suck. <laughs> we really haven't had any mail at all. No, actually, we're pretty happy that, you know, you guys are listening. Uh, whoever you are, you're listening now, hopefully. But we're, you know, it's not like viral. It's not going viral or anything like that, but I'm happy. I'm happy to see people are enjoying it. Yeah, and you know, the cool thing I've seen is just the support from not only the friends and the immediate friends and family, but just mm-hmm. people that you have crossed paths with in life. Yeah, they are thinking it's it's super cool. People I went to college with, just mm-hmm. people, random people I've met throughout life. It's been a cool way for me to kind of reconnect with some of them. Right on. They're like, hey, this is really cool. This sounds awesome. Glad yeah. you're doing something creative. Mm-hmm. Glad you're doing something with your life, Jarrett. <laughs> You're finally out of your mom's basement. I don't know, Jared. That just might be a concern. There's that many people are just going, wow, Jared's finally doing something with his life. Let's support him. Help him out. My wife would agree. Yeah, she would. Hey, you know, and when it comes to that, we would like to, we said we'd do some shout outs. Yeah. We're going to do, and we're probably going to miss some. I'm sure we're going to, but there are a few, a few people that stand out because uh, they have, you know, it made a comment, shared the link to it. Um, Just gave us some love. Yeah, gave yeah. us some love. Basically, we appreciate we, that. We wanna, we're gonna give a shout out to Matt. Uh, Matt, Matt shared it, and I think he shared it both times. Not only did Get Matt us, share it, but he also helped us get it onto Google Play. So Matt, thank that's you. That's right, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for doing that, Kara. Kara You're shared hired. it. Thank and you, Kara. Probably Kara and Mike. I know Kara shared it on. Uh, um, on her Facebook page, uh, Todd. Oh yeah, Todd, my uh, well, my my uh, father-in-law. Okay. He, he, and you know what he said? What he said? It's soda, not pop. 
Uh-oh. See, because here's the next shout-out. Richard, who said, it's always been pop. Uh-oh. So, uh, those, those two are going to have to get yeah. together. <laughs> Duke it out. They could do it. I'm going to thank Richard, too, and then Katie in Pure. Who, who gave us awesome support. And she yeah, she yeah. was requesting other platforms to stream it on. So, Katie, thank you for sparking us to get off our tails and... and yeah. Share it and stream it uh, in other places than just SoundCloud. Which, now we're on yeah. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify. I think that's it. Google Play, all the big ones. We mm-hmm. just got just now received an email that said, uh, podcast outside the mic's been reviewed and approved for publication on Google Play Music. So <clears> if you have an Android or whatever those type of phones are, <laughs> I'm an iPhone guy. <laughs> It's there. It's a Google Play. Yeah. I wonder if anybody's listened to it yet on Google Play. Don't know. Don't have a don't have a Google phone. Or whatever you call it. Whatever you call yourselves, you non-iPhone users. Alien phone or Android phone or whatever it's called. (laughs) Go find it on Google Play and tune into KOTM. Thank you for tuning in to KOTM. KOTM radio. You don't like you that, just do you, wanted Jared? to say that. I did. I, I still want to know what the K stands for. If anybody's out there that's in radio and you're listening to, oh my god, it's the, it's a spider. Anyways, <laughs> enough with the spider. Anyways, anybody out there that's, I'm not even going to acknowledge what happened there. If anybody is out there on radio right now, yep, uh, or has, I should say, is employed within the radio field, oh. That's the words yeah. that are coming out of my mouth. <laughs> Could you please just help us clarify what the K always stands oh, for in radio? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I never thought about that. Because you always see there's always a K. K. I, that's got to be obvious. We mm-hmm. should be able to Google that. But Google then, that with your non-Google phone. My, <laughs> on my laptop, we're actually set up like we have an official podcast studio. You guys or should see like what we got going. Yeah. We really took it before. Cool. It was just a couple of really hard chairs and after about a half hour of podcasting you'd get up and kind of do the old man (laughs) (laughs) okay here we go the united states was given the letters w k n and a the letters n and a were given to military stations but k and w were assigned out for commercial use so i don't know why but that still doesn't you know that was not the world of acronyms like it is today. <laughs> Maybe they actually had another. Thanks, movie. U.S. government. That still doesn't help us understand no, what it, K stands it for. It does not. Here's why radio stations always begin with K. Well, I was going to tell you that. and then Okay, it seems whenever you switch on the radio for your morning commute, all you hear is time to wake up with K, blah, 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 with K-O-T-M. That's K-B-L-A dash B-L-A. DSBLA. If you listen closely, you'll notice that they all have something in common. The vast majority of radio stations start with the letter K or W. Okay, yeah, we know that. <laughs> Thank you. All radio stations have a four-letter code. The host of the show typically comes up with a more catchy na- station name than just the four letters, but you still hear it sprinkled in. Okay, can you tell me what the K is for, please? It's like, <laughs> i got to read this entire thing. Did you ask and... Siri? Maybe you should have asked Siri. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. The letters N and A were given to military stations, but K and W were assigned out to commercial use. Radio stations east of the Mississippi River had to start their stations with W mm. and stations west of the Mississippi with K. Now, that's confusing because essentially you want to associate west with the, with the acronym W. Well, there you go. You had to get all confusing on it now. I mean, what if those people said that back then? Then they would have never had radio stations. Well, they didn't ask me my opinion, did they? Back in 1805. I don't know. Thank God. Did they have electricity then? I don't know. Sometimes they represent the networks that own the radio station. For example, 
WABC, KCBS, and WTPS. Sometimes it's the actual station number like in KTWO or in KFOR. <laughs> this is just way too long. Other times it's an acronym such as K- WTTW for Windows of the World. So it didn't really stand for anything. It was just, I mean, what they did you even... just picked their favorite letters. Yeah, I guess, okay, so you had to have something to Listen, differentiate. Here, here's how it went from. down. <laughs> there was a man named Wayne. Mm-hmm. He chose W. There was a man named Ken. He mm. chose K. They lived on opposite sides of the Mississippi River. Done. Moving on. Wow. Fact check time. Maybe, maybe, we, maybe we should fact check that one next time. <laughs> no, just, no. Just in case you're wrong, which this is, is this is merely an observation <laughs> and conversation. Uh, and and nothing to do with music. Right I'm now. being very speculative right now about what you just said. <laughs> okay. All right. What's what's next then? Fact check. Yeah. We actually decided. We talked after about uh, doing, episode mm-hmm. two. We completely ignored the idea of yeah. fact checking. So. Yep. So we are going to fact check for the the first two episodes Let's here do on it. episode three. Let's so, do it. What were we going to fact check? Well, first of all, it was the you had mentioned on the episode one when we did the Rolling Stones when we were talking about the brand mm-hmm. and we were talking about the lips logo that yeah. was on all of the apparel. Yes. We wanted to fact check a couple of things. Take it away. Whether they yeah. So we were wondering. I think I asked the question and we assumed which. Yeah, it turns out we were actually correct. You were in the assumption that it was copyrighted. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between copyright and trademark. Um, what is that difference? Do you remember, Jared? The letters in those words. <laughs> <laughs> the way they're spelled. <laughs> yeah, the way the they're way spelled. They're... One of them is forever. I think a trademark is forever and a copyright has an expiration date. Uh, it became a trademark. A trademark is more like a brand. Mm. And we looked it up, and as a matter of fact, yes, of course, they were smart enough. We talked about Mick being an astute um, you know, businessman, and I'll give you a little bit of the story here. Rolling Stones debut tongue logo. So, yeah, they wanted something when they were getting ready to go on tour for a European tour in 1970, Uh, The Stones wanted a striking piece of art to use on posters and advertising for that tour. And I think they had some people submit designs, and then they chose out of that. There was a gentleman whose name was John Pash, I believe. Is that his name, Jared? Don't you have some notes there that can confirm that for me? I have. Here's what I have for notes. Yeah. Blank was the designer for the logo. Okay, it's John Pash. <laughs> I never, I never did fill that in. Thanks for backing me on that one. That's good. <laughs> Pash's design was picked. He was given a further assignment to create something bold that the band could reuse in a multitude of ways. And he had previously designed poster for several British films. Hmm. Uh, Jagger met him, and he actually submitted a piece of artwork, which was a... Uh, a graphic uh, of an Indian goddess, Kali. Oh, yeah. Yeah, whoa, yeah. Remember reading about her? What She was the goddess of what again? Oh, man, it was all sorts of things. It was like death. Death and, and devils and demons. But there was good stuff, too, <laughs> rolled into that, yeah, wasn't there? I think the article that we read was she was the goddess of death and time and evilness. But she would make a great mother. Didn't it say something like, but she's a, she's a, she's a fine mom. Oh, that's another fact check we're going to have to do now. Cause <laughs> no, it was, that was it. 
I got it locked down here in the old noggin. Yeah, there's probably some people that would agree about (laughs) that being a mother figure, I'm sure, or some of those qualities. Oh, heavens. Heavens to Betsy. The Stones uh, submitted that, and if you look at it, if you want to look it up online, you can look up the goddess Kali, and the picture they submitted was basically looked like an Indian goddess with their tongue hanging out, like in the shape of a triangle. So John Pash uh, obviously totally (laughs) changed the way that looked (laughs) with the lips, but he came up with what we now know is to be the lips and tongues. So a lot of people just call it lips, but some people call it lips and tongues. And what an awesome brand that they've been able to use ever since. And can you imagine how much money they have made on that? That's what we'll have to find out next time. Well, like I I talked about in the first episode, it's on Mm T-shirts. It's on PJs. It's on... Mm -hmm. All kinds of things. Uh, that that classic lips Rolling Stones logo. Now back up too. I wanted to fact check since you talked about the designer. He was only paid fifty pounds. Oh, that's right. That's and that that translates to roughly seventy five dollars. Right. And okay, it did say that he was hired, commissioned to do work later on. Wouldn't you think? These are like a rabbit hole, though, sometimes, because wouldn't mm-hmm. you think after something like that became so famous and was so connected with the Rolling Stones that he would, would they would be fair-minded about it, and they'd say, hey, John, okay, we paid you. Sorry, John, we gave you like a quarter back then, but now we're, we're going to give you, here's $100. Yeah, go. No, they'd give it. Well, and maybe we need to take into consideration, I don't know, I don't, I don't, can't speak for for past knowledge, but maybe we need to consider the the time. You know, maybe fifty pounds is more than Whoa. what we assume back then. Oh come on! Even adjusted for the rate of inflation, <laughs> that's not much. But that's it probably like, led to more jobs. It's that that classic line. It's, yeah, it was good exposure for him. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna still <clears throat> continue to research even further. Not like we got stuck on this Rolling Stones theme. We're gonna have to get off <laughs> at some point in time. <laughs> Welcome to the Rolling so outside the Rolling Stones. Out the, Here yeah. we go. But it's interesting though. Yeah, and you could you can you can kind of go from one item to another, and then that brings up more questions. Look at Mick's lips on there though. Doesn't it look like his lips? <laughs> it. <laughs> But according to this article, it also said that because people asked Mr. Pash later, they were like, was that uh, was that based on Mick Jagger's lips? And he said it wasn't, but he did say he had observed when talking to Mick Jagger that he had some pretty incredible The lips. dude had a chomper, or yeah, has a chomper, yeah. I should say. He's so he got a big thought, mouth. Yeah, he thought maybe subconsciously it might have had something to do with it, but it wasn't yeah. like he went, I'm drawing Mick's lips. Well, whatever. Right I mean, it matched. So, it's, it fit yeah. them perfectly. And didn't you say it was the first logo that had no text? It was just, yes. just an image, just an illustration, and there was no text involved. It was the first ever... Isn't that what you found? I th- it seemed like it might have. It was either the first or one of the first. And it was, that was like talking about just coming up with a brand that, and in fact, I think that's what they, maybe that was part of what Mick's genius was again, because I think when he approached him, they wanted something that didn't have words with mm-hmm. it. It was just something that was an image, a visual that people could remember when they looked at that. So, and it did, brilliant. it did the job. Yeah. 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 You see that and you, you mm-hmm. should know. 
that, yeah. the Rolling Stones. Yeah. yeah. Moving on, more fact checks. Well, and there's another <clears throat> we can go on, but there was a thing they it won the the best T-shirt or something. Like oh that yeah, too. there was yeah. all sorts of yeah. stuff. So. Okay. Um, moving on real quick, we're going to do, uh, when we did episode two, we talked about Dylan and, uh, his, his escapades into, uh, film and, and documentary, the documentary that he filmed with, uh, uh, that pen and maker film guy. Ah, mm-hmm. DA, DA, was it DA? DA yeah, you got DA it. DA Pennebaker? So I couldn't remember what the documentary was DAP? called. Uh, the documentary was called Eat the Documentary. That's oh, what it was called. I like mm-hmm. that. Maybe someday we should find out what DA stands for. Well, <laughs> <laughs> guess I think it's like Daniel Anthony Pennebaker. Let's and go with that. He didn't Daniel want to do Anthony. that. He just wanted to be DA. Yeah. And then you had mentioned that you had possibly seen pieces of the documentary in another in another Dylan documentary that you had watched, which we found out to be fact. Yes. Um, pieces of it were featured in. A documentary called No Road Home, a Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. Yeah. And um, do I dare say, don't. I don't know if I should even say this. Jared. Stop it. Jared. Okay, fine. Should I I've say never this? seen a Martin Scorsese film. He had never heard of him. Pause for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Dramatic pause. <laughs> Wait, you could pretend now that you were like, trying to you were kidding you've really heard of martin scorsese right jared right right huh? Big as wink. you wink at me <laughs> right don't mention the wink oh sorry oh i know well you know this is the thing though there's a big you know there's generations there's an audience on i'm sure some of you and i don't want to make you feel bad probably never heard of martin scorsese <laughs> he is a pretty well-known director and there's some pretty amazing films like goodfellas and uh boy i should be thinking of a bunch of them now <laughs> yeah there we go you sure you've heard of it uh, but anyway he yeah and i think that's probably the one that i saw and it seems like it was on netflix and it seems like it was one of those where you actually had to sort of binge it over several nights Mm -hmm. because it covered and but they said it wasn't there was pieces of the The eat the documentary the eat the Mm -hmm. documentary it wasn't the whole thing and what was the name of the one scorsese directed no road home no road home Mm -hmm. okay so there you go check that out if you want to know more about bob i think that's the that's the one to check out and i'm sure martin my buddy martin Martin and Martin. Yeah. Are you lawyers? You did it. Yeah. You got a law, law school for oh, that? Yuck, 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 yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Oh, my Lord. Okay. <laughs> so that's our fact checking for today. We may have missed something, but those were the big ones that we could remember yeah. uh, just by listening through and, and thinking back. So if there's anything else that you guys want answered, let us know. Leave a yeah. comment. Uh, yeah. We'll be posting all over social media. Yeah. And of course, SoundCloud. We want more comments. We're getting a few. Yeah. But you know, we yeah. welcome those comments. SoundCloud is the, it's it's interesting because I didn't realize it worked that way, but that's basically like our hosting platform. Right. Um, and so we're, I, you know, I dig SoundCloud for that. Mm-hmm. But it's been a fun learning curve. Yeah, to understand it, ha- it and, has and been. It has been. Dive into the world of podcast. It's totally different than yeah. recording music or it's not totally different, but it's definitely, mm-hmm. you know. Different. Different. <laughs> Totally, but it's not, not totally different. It's, it's different. like ninety percent different. That's right. <laughs> not totally. So but actually, the thing is about SoundCloud too is if you do want to make a comment, <clears throat> I think that you have to do you create a little 
account or whatever. Yeah. You have to do that, mm-hmm. which is really easy. If you, even if you don't go in there and you don't want to post anything, um, it, you know, I some people I know that's fine if you don't want to do that. But if you if you subscribe and you're somebody who listens to podcasts, it's just as easy to go to Google Play or Apple Podcast. But if you want to exchange some feedback and such, you can go on SoundCloud, create an account. It takes a couple minutes. Very user friendly. Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's what helped us from the beginning was how yeah how user friendly it was. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Thousands of views. So we've got a new segment that we'd like to introduce oh, to we, outside we, the mic. We do, do we? I'm gonna I'm going to segue in, us into it, but you are gonna because it was Marty's idea and I loved it. And so we've got a fun it's just a fun quick little segment that we want to introduce uh, <laughs> and, and what do we what do we call it? Guess the lyric. Guess right? the lyric. <laughs> yeah. So Marty is going to play a segment of a song, and I need to guess what the lyric is that they're saying, uh, you probably have heard it driving down the road in your cars. You're jamming out to a song and you're getting the words wrong. And you've always thought it said this, but you look the lyrics up and it actually says that. This is that. And we are about to have some fun with it. Here we go. This is that. And, I, you know, it wasn't it didn't take a whole lot to, to come up with this because I'm sure everybody listening has discussed that with friends over the years. It's been um, in fact, I think they did a skit on Saturday Night Live. At one point in time, something along these lines of like getting it definitely has an SNL feel to it. So this is great. Yeah. And and I'm sure everybody (laughs) can remember at least one song where they had the lyrics wrong and later they found out there. What was one? um, You you picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. Mm. And uh, there was a joke. You you picked a fine time to leave me, loose wheel. (laughs) And that was so (laughs) stuff like that. But this one, I have to say. And I was, it was recently, I was somewhere in Rapid City and I was listening to music. I think it was on an elevator, to huh. be honest. And they were playing this song and it struck me that I, I had actually at one point in time, because I knew I had this lyric wrong, I went and I looked it up, found the right lyric and I was like, oh, that's what he was saying. <laughs> and then here again, five years later or whatever, I heard again and I'm like, I couldn't remember and I was still getting it wrong again. Really? I had it in my head. So this is a Dan Fogelberg. I think it's only his second album, which we found out later on. I found out looking at it that Joe Walsh had actually produced his second album. Oh, really? So yeah, the, the I'm gonna song. I'm going to like this then. Yeah, the song. You, I don't, you probably heard the song, part okay. of the plan. Um, but I'm going to play it for you and I'm going to tell you it's, I'll cue you for the part of the lyric <laughs> okay, okay. that I want you to figure out what okay, he's saying okay, here. Ready, okay, ready, here ready. we go. Dan Fogelberg, part of the plan. Mm. Not here yet. Keep listening. Right here. Hang on. He said it like three times. Uh, I mean, do you know what he said? (laughs) (laughs) Be honest. I'm kind of a. I don't know. (laughs) Do you need to hear it again one more time? Because one more time. Okay, just a quick little, and then I'll tell you what I thought he said. But I'm so sure of it. Well, and you know, granted, let's let's uh, keep in mind that we're listening to this on a telephone speaker. 
I bet if we were listening through high fidelity speakers, you might know. But okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. To me, it's to me, it sounds like what what makes your mom a nurse? Damn. Oh, you are kidding me. <laughs> yeah, this is, is that it? Uh, no, but Don't what I thought all these years, and here's the thing: he's talking about. It's like a song where he's talking about nature, sort of. He's uh-huh. got these like elements of earth and nature and stuff. I thought it was what makes your mom a nurse, man. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> and, <laughs> and you said what makes your mom a nurse, Dan. <laughs> okay. People out there who know the lyric are probably going, you idiots. What the so heck you thought are you it was talking what about? makes your mom a nurse, man? I, for years, and I'd just sing it. Yeah, what makes your mom a nurse, man? And then I wondered, like... <laughs> but then, then I'm thinking later, it's like, is that really what he's saying? Now, here's the funny part about looking up lyrics. Once you know what the right lyric is, mm-hmm. and then you listen to it, it's like... Oh yeah, that's obvious. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So what that's is really, it? What's the what's it's one day we'll all understand. No. One day we'll all understand. Okay, and, play it. Play it. Real okay, quick. I play it back. One and day. and I think this is part of it because it's an interesting phrasing that he uses because it's not just like one day we'll understand. It's like one day we'll all under. He ties all yeah, under. That, he, yeah, all under becomes like one word. So what a it's it's Dan's fault. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Let's go back. Here we go. I'm a nurse, man. Yeah. One day we'll all understand. Oh, okay, I get it now. There we go. Hey, what a good me. song, dude. That's <laughs> it's a killer song. It's a killer album. I love Dan Fogelberg, and I hope we're not alienating too many people who are young and like, who's Dan Fogelberg? But we're no, just think- glad to hear his mom nursed him. We did. Okay. <laughs> We just want to know what makes your mom a nurse, Dan. We should look at the rest of the lyrics and uh, just see if it even ties in in any way to that. But That one hurt a little bit. <laughs> uh, part of the plan is the song. So let us know if you actually maybe... Wouldn't it be cool if somebody out there said, You know what? I grew up thinking he was saying what makes your mom a nurse, man. I mean, well. it. that's... I was like hesitant to say it at first because I'm like this is wrong, obviously. But that's what definitely what it sounds like in, in his weird phrasing, I guess. On that, it, it's pretty cool. Oh, that's here cool. I, this, yeah. And I called up the wrong lyric. Here it was another guy, and he used the word shit in his lyrics. Uh oh, isn't that that's just a shame. Good, we're Lord. not we're not explicit content. So we okay. just spell it. Do out. you know who Chris Brown is? Chris Brown, yeah. yeah. So he's got a song called Part of the Plan, and he's got some lyrics, too, and he says that nasty word. Uh-oh. <laughs> but Kids. I, he's not covering that song, I don't think, in his version. Probably not. Here's Dan's version, though, and he does. He talks about, not that we need to spend this much time on this, but he's talking about you wait for the sun, it never quite comes. Um, now it just disappeared on my computer. Teachings get tossed and you don't know what you're going to do next. Hmm. Um, love when you can. Cry when you have to. Be who you must. That's a part of the plan. Love Wait when you can. Arrival. Cry when you have to. Yeah. This sounds like a baby nursing. Well, and then here, listen to this. I had a woman who gave me her soul. That's like mother's hmm. milk right there. <laughs> but I wasn't Dan, ready to Dan, what are you it. doing right now? What, are you, what, kind of, what kind of message are you sending? 
what kind of me- he says message some kind, kind of message, message shoots through. Through. some kind of message shoots through to you yeah. uh great song great song Thank check you. it out our, that's our first little i like it i will yeah. be listening to it i will add it to my collection man i hope people like it as much as we did <laughs> We had a blast with that segment the yeah. first time. So. Yeah, that's gonna be okay. So now we've got we've got the actual um, research into the outside. This is like gonna get so far away from outside the mic's original yeah. thing. That's okay. But we've got B sides. We've got that. And speaking of B sides, should we go to that next? We do should have we cue a, the music. B side. Wow, we'll work on it. Did you cue that, or was that coming no. out of your mouth? I couldn't that tell. That was another sure. mouth. <laughs> Melody. It was a mouth melody. Melody from the mouth. You are getting to be so good at that. That's Thank you. Amazing. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. Amazing. You Let should take t- it to take it on the road. How do you tune that thing? <laughs> Shut up, Martin. Just do your B side. Oh man. Okay. So as far as that's concerned, on to the B side segment of the show. We're going to mm-hmm. do that again. Not that we will do that absolutely every time, but um, we thought it was fun. And maybe um, we'll switch back and forth, guest lyric, B-side. We'll yeah. see we'll see what hits us that week. Yeah. Yeah, that's how we roll. We'll just yeah. we'll see what it but it, see what it feels like. So where where are we at time wise now when we're just at B sides too? Folks, we're sitting at the top of thirty minutes. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> you just keep getting longer and longer, don't they? Yeah. Hey, that that brings us to a question as well. You know, we're we're really hoping that at some point when we throw these out there and we want some feedback, we're gonna get more than like two responses, <laughs> like soda pop and pop. But I'm curious because the podcasts that I listen to are generally more, I think, in the half hour range. But I've mm-hmm. seen podcasts that go a lot longer. What do you think out there? What What about you, Jared? What Usually, you the podcasts that that I do listen to that are hour long, I save those for long car rides. Sure. That seems to be the best for me. And, and not to say that there aren't times when I do zone out, but <clears throat> I guess that's when I'm in, able to focus for an hour or longer. Sure. And I know there's people probably out there that can listen at, in at segments, but I guess I just prefer to listen to the whole show in its entirety. Yeah. Well, and, it, you know, generally that's the flow. You, you want it to be that way. But I mm-hmm. think sometimes that's going to be impossible. And people, it's nice because on the Apple podcast, I know you can pause it and when you go back in it picks up where you Still left there. off too, yeah. Yeah. yeah but sometimes you have to download it's a kind of a new phenomenon it's weird this is the weird thing about podcast it's new but it's old it's like radio shows from right. the past that's what i think i really was the allure of a podcast to me was because in fact even when i lived in la i used to listen to um canx 1070 news radio did old-fashioned radio hmm. programs where oh, it was cool. like like adam one adam 12 i think was hmm. There was an old cop uh, TV show, and it started out as a radio show. But that's what people used to do. Families used to do. They'd like sit oh, yeah. around the radio and and listen to a radio program. And that's I love that. I I love the idea of just having that stimulus of listening and comprehending something, and not having to see a bunch of video images or something like that. But and it's, anyway, and, yeah. and we're almost raised. For story time. I mean, yeah. essentially, we this yeah. is story time. We're telling stories. or You're listening to somebody present an idea or creating mm-hmm. a theme or setting yeah. outside of your day-to-day. So I look at it as just glorified story time. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's look at how 
traditions were handed down. It was oral tradition years mm-hmm. and years and years. So mm-hmm. didn't mean to get off on our <laughs> our pulpit on that one. But uh, it is. It's an inter- interesting phenomenon. And yeah. so B-Sides, as we were talking about, is going to be real short this week. What fascinated me when I was doing a little bit of research for B-Sides was the band that I found. I actually kind of went down a rabbit hole with that one because I was looking at B-Sides and I found and it was ABBA or ABBA, depending on how you say it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, yeah. Which is, have you, did you? What's the way did you actually say it? Well, I, I, think I saw say ABBA. I don't Dick, know. Dick Clark, who mm-hmm. I would consider an authority, American <laughs> bandstand <laughs> okay. Dick Clark. He interviewed and he called it ABBA. ABBA. Okay. And if he's sitting there interviewing the band, and they were ABBA, a, so. a German band or a what? Swedish. Sweet. Oh, Swedish. Yeah. Which, okay. if you ask most people, and I got confused as well. I think a lot of people think that. ABBA is Australian. I don't know if it's their Alba accents, might. but Alba might. Yeah, but they're, they're a Swedish band. And huh. I've always been so fascinated by just their popularity and their staying power. And I started looking up. So I'm I'm going to become somewhat of an ABBA authority in the future. An Jeremy. ABBA authority. Yeah. And part, you know. I think you need to go to AA for that. <laughs> Speaking of that, was that a reacher? That was a reacher. um, That was a reacher, but we'll let you have it. We'll let you have it on that one. I, you know, I started look. I will say the B side here in a second, but at first, I wanted to let you know that I think part of this is not just a theory. This has got to be fact. But okay, I was in. I'll admit it. I was young. I was in high school when ABBA, uh, most of it, it doesn't matter. People know and on here anyway that we have a little bit of a generation gap, but it doesn't matter because we can find yeah, on the music scene. But mm-hmm. um, there was, here you have a band with two really cute gals, and especially the blonde, Agnetha, who they called Anna. And so I was looking up her... Anna? How did they get Anna out of Ag- I'm Agnetha? I'm not really sure. I guess it was maybe just a nickname or something. But, okay. you know, if you look at images for... Agnetha, I don't know how you even say her last name. Faltzkog, Faltzkog, that's a Swedish that's a name for Swedish sure. Name. Yeah, that would be a Swedish name. I was looking at pictures and they, boy, they had her do a lot of photo shoots back then. There was one I found like her with a big giant lollipop. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> Martin. And it reminded me, if, you're, if you had a crush on Agnetha, Anna, back in the day, if you were a young lad, look at it, look at images for for her. They here's a fascinating a young thing. lad. But here's the weird thing. Not fascinating, but I guess weird too is that I realize as much as I've been a fan of their music, I didn't even actually know what their names were. Hmm. And Abba comes from the names, the first names of the members in the band. And it's um I think it's Anna, which was Agnetha, Benny, Bjorn. And the other one was Anna Frida, I think was her name. Wow. Um, I'll admit, I always thought ABBA or ABBA, ABBA was a band similar to like Earth, Wind, and Fire, where it was just a big group of people. So to hear that, essentially, you said there was four. Yeah. Two, yeah. two ladies and then two dudes. Four core members. That's yeah. that's pretty cool. I always, I always considered like Earth, Wind, and Fire, uh, where there was just a, a ton of people. In the band, so the, the that's cool. Well, that's here's well, that's an interesting piece of trivia with ABBA as well. Is obviously if you listen to the production 
mm-hmm. on their songs. That's sounds not just huge. four people. Yeah, it's huge. Sounds, that's yeah. why I probably always thought that because like Mamma Mia, that like, almost sounds like a, a whole choir singing that. I don't know. Well, and I think that's the challenge of having a band like that where you, I'm not going to say you overproduce, but they had some really, really brilliant production mm-hmm. on their on their songs. And you, it's hard to pull that off, especially back in the day with just four people. Right. And Dick Clark in that interview asked him a question about that. He said, I know you have a lot of uh, people that tour with you. And mm-hmm. and they talked about, they mentioned how that it can be challenging and why I think there was one year they did a movie. We'll fact check that one. I don't know what the movie was called, but they did that. And instead of touring that year, they just said, well, we're just putting this movie out oh. because that's a lot. That's uh, logistically really difficult to yeah. tour with that many people too. So, yeah, you know, if they would have just they should have hung in there and then they would have been ABBA, the acoustic version. We could have (laughs) ABBA unplugged. Let's do that instead of this podcast here. Let's just start an ABBA acoustic covers group. Listen, Martin, I usually run with most of your ideas. but (laughs) (laughs) You aren't on board with that one. Okay. Well, and so we will we will move on from ABBA. But the. I will figure out what the date is, but at some point, here's the other interesting part. So you have these four people, the guys and the girls both got married, both got divorced later on. And then I think it was somewhere... Wait, they got married to each other? <laughs> yeah, that would be, hopefully, <laughs> what you would do is marry each other. Oh, that. Oh, got, wow. No, they got married to themselves. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, well, wait. Well... well we're gonna have to fact check. Yeah. I don't know. Is Benny is either <laughs> Benny and and Agnatha or Benny and Anna Frida or Bjorn and one of the other. Hmm. That's I Bjorn. Feel Bjorn and Benny. That's a Swedish. Yeah, so I'm, what now? What was the B side? You said okay. So the B side, so the one that I thought was interesting, it was "Thank You for the Music," which was actually featured in the movie Mamma Mia. And if you're an ABBA oh, fan, yeah. you know the movie Mamma Mia. Uh, originally that was the b-side to a song called the eagle which i don't even know yeah and and honestly what i know from abba is what you can hear on mamma mia right and that's the most well that's the popular stuff they're a testament maybe it was good to go away and then just let your (laughs) that's a funny way to look at it but when you think about some bands when they keep plugging away and maybe they... It's almost like in sports, if you look at it that way. Like a... Like, Sometimes you got to know when to gracefully get out of the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, may, maybe that's part of their staying power. Who yeah. knows? And I don't know of a huge breakup story or band, you know, crumble story like you hear with some of these big names. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Yeah. Are they still touring? I don't know anything about them. Um, ABBA? Uh, yeah, Abba? No, Abba. they're not. I don't think they have. I don't think they, when they decided to take a break, they were going to take a break and come back. They never came back, and that was it. Oh. And I think that's part of it. People still have this. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with that theory that I think that's part. Obviously, they had good songs. It's not to say they didn't have really mm-hmm. good songs that have staying power as well. But I think part of it was people have that. They still hold that vision of who Abba was. Yeah, and and obviously people have give them credit for having songs strong enough to put together a movie like Mamma Mia or something like Absolutely. that too. So, yeah. so anyway, while I was looking, <laughs> I got a, we're popping up theories here. Let's have another <laughs> hypothesis. <laughs> but I was listening to one of their songs and they were popular in the era of disco. Oh. And I had never really 
taken the time to go, what was disco? What was disco about? And when you listen to one of their songs, I don't remember which one it was specifically, it doesn't matter, but there's an element to it that was like this, unka, 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 unka. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know what? That's polka. That's, oh. that's polka music. Yeah. And and I'm not going to take credit for this because I bet somebody else out there has said the same thing, but I think disco was just like techno polka music. Techno polka. All right. <laughs> all Listen, I've got a new idea. Forget the cover band. We are going to do techno polka. Okay, I'm down with you on that one, Jarrett. <laughs> I am down with you. So, well, you know what's okay. So, get this. Hmm. I had that thought. Yeah. <laughs> then I quick Googled disco polka. I'm going to show you what I found. No. Yeah. I had this thought and I swear to God, I did not <laughs> beforehand. I had no idea. But there's a song called Disco Polka. No. By Bobby Vinton. Here we go. We're going to listen to a little bit of Bobby singing disco polka. Ooh, I like it already. Could you just do that in the background? I did. Come on and disco Can you believe it? Come on and disco Come on and disco Come on and disco Come on and disco The disco from Pennsylvania. Isn't that weird? Okay, be honest with me. How many times have you listened to that? That's like the second time. What? I'm you were singing along. <laughs> wow, come on. It's well, he's taking it from the Pennsylvania come polka. Come on, disco polka. Which that's a, have you ever heard of the Pennsylvania polka? No. It's like the Pennsylvania. I can assure polka. you I have not uh, So how weird is that though? I mean, not that I'm polka. that astute, but I obviously other people tied in disco and polka as well. Huh? And how weird is that? You just got an amazing ear, Marty. Well, this is, you know, all music is some hybridized version of something right. over. It started or out with tribal from, drum beats yeah. and yeah, and it worked its way into that. But I was really pleasantly surprised to see Bobby Vinton doing a song called Disco Polka. There you go. That's Disco that polka. helps to support my theory. Disco is just polka. So that's pretty crazy you mentioned disco. Yeah. Because that segues into our outside the mic feature. How could that possibly segue into? Because, let me tell you. Okay. Okay. Today, Uh we will be talking about the original Disco Man. What? Or otherwise known as the Godfather of Soul. James Brown? Or maybe... Oh, okay, you did it. That, you guessed it, it baby. Okay, I know he's I, a He's got one more name. The Soul Brother Number One. Really? Mm, yeah. Okay, maybe I've heard that one, but what's this disco crap? He, okay, well, no, I looked he was into alive the disco. during that time. He was I, alive during that time, but I just looked at He's not really the, the original young, disco man. Yeah. He just has a song called The Original Disco Man. I, I did not cool. know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. But that's weird. Yeah. No, seriously, folks, <laughs> you're going to think we planned this, but this is kind of like cool, divine It's meant little, to be. Yeah. It's meant to be, baby. It's meant to be. I would say that's weird. I'm just got goosebumps. 
Maybe it was a spider. Where's that spider? Well, at? I can't. I mean, I we won't be talking a t- ton okay. about disco, but I, I thought it. You know, I, my plan was we were going to call this episode the original Disco Man because I thought that was just a cool title. So Weird. the fact that you talked about disco, Weird. yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> the original Disco Poka Man. But yeah, so today we will be talking about James Joseph Brown. Right on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I practiced for a Get while back. to see me. Get what's that? So get up. Eddie Murphy doing him on Saturday Night Live is brilliant. I love James <laughs> Brown. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so James, James Brown. Joseph Brown mm-hmm. was born on May third, nineteen thirty-three, wow. in Barnwell, South Carolina. Wow. And get this: mm-hmm. Brown's full name was originally supposed to be Joseph James Brown Jr. <laughs> No way. <laughs> but his first and middle name were mixed up on his birth certificate, so the name stuck. Joseph, James, James Joseph Brown. J. Ray Johnson Jr. <laughs> Jemis. What? what? No, here's what I here's what I okay, so it's it was supposed to be Joseph James Brown Jr. So I got to thinking, Joseph okay. Okay. We know him as James Brown. JJBJ. What if we knew him as Joe Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> I want Joe Jr. Wouldn't that wouldn't that be the perfect NASCAR name? Like yeah. Joe Jr. Hey yeah, I'm making another left turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I you just took a whole left yeah. That talk about going around and around the track with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine him he would have never been no. as big, Joe Jr. No, James Brown. It's James Brown. James, Anyways, thank God. Thank God for thank the God mistake. For Anyways, yeah. his name was supposed to be Joseph James Brown Jr. It is mm-hmm. now James Joseph Brown. He later dropped the Jr. God, I'm so, I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking Just about Just write it down. <laughs> All right. Okay, okay so James Brown yeah. uh, grew up in a severe, impoverished home. Mm. And Articli Red said that he was born in a small one-room shack in North wow. Carolina before wow. moving in. And, and this is where it gets sad. Before mm. moving in with his aunt, Honey. <laughs> Sorry. Would you stop? <laughs> Sorry to laugh. Get sad. No, that, I'm, I'm Okay. Anyway, be serious. Straighten up okay. now. All right. He moved in with mm. his aunt, Honey, who mm. just happened to run a brothel Whoa. in Augusta, Georgia in the early 1900s. Might not be so sad. I don't know. <laughs> Where's it Martin. Sad? Okay, keep going. <laughs> um, so not only did Brown witness terrible things living in the brothel, yeah. but as a child, he was also uh, beaten daily by his father. Okay, that's sad. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to agree with that's sad. Yikes. Are you just going to be like, that's sad? Yeah. That's not sad. <laughs> that's sad. I, the I, whole time? I shan't do that. I shan't. <laughs> I should not do that. Continue. <sighs> okay. Please. So he's beaten daily by his father and forced to dance for money, shine shoes, and pick cotton when he was able. It's a serious moment on our show now, isn't it? That's pretty real. That is pretty real. I That's nothing like I had to deal with as a kid, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Me neither. Me Damn neither. Yeah. Um, so, leading into, this is going to be kind of what the outside the mic, what triggers his actions outside of the mic outside of his career within his career but outside anyway so we're gonna get there we're getting there okay so all these terrible tragedies led to brown being thrown out of school in the sixth grade which Mm. means brown he had to have been somewhere between the ages of 10 10, 12 years old uh, when he was kicked out wow supposedly this is what i read supposedly the reason he was thrown out of school 
was because he had insufficient clothes. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Sorry, I was so serious. And then you, I've never heard that term in my, what, was he was half naked? Every article that I read what? had in quotations insufficient insufficient clothes. <laughs> insufficient so whether that clothes. means he didn't have very many clothes on, uh-huh. or he didn't have a variety of options, I don't know. Never heard that. Wasn't before. able to find more information. Never. Have you ever like woke up and just said, "I don't have su- sufficient clothes"? I've today? had I've had the alert of insufficient funds. Okay, now that I've heard. <laughs> there we go. I get that very often. Maybe they're like, bring some clothes to school to give to the kids, and you can keep going. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. Pretty know. sad, okay. but you had to, you know, take okay. in, take into consideration the year, mm. you know, the years he was going to school. I'm mm. sure. Um, it was very, very hard, and James Brown laughed, yet we're, we're laughing. So us, anyway. who come from our sufficiently clothed households. Stop. We have these stuff. Sorry, I'm serious again. Okay, so thus begins later, at the age of 15, James Brown found himself uh, facing an 8 to 16 year jail sentence for car theft. What? 8 to 16 years. Yep. 8 to 16 years. So just for the car theft... Not any aggravated assault or anything with that. He Nothing just, that I found. It just okay. that began his, I guess, the troubled youth. Hmm. Um, couldn't tell you. That's what I found. Okay. So he had only he only served three years because from from what I can gather, he had good behavior while serving his sentence. Mm-hmm. And in one article I read, he formed a gospel quartet with fellow cellmates while serving. Oh, you know, so that part is starting to ring a bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed, well, at some point I saw some, something about James Brown that talked about that. I think. Let me carry on. During okay. that time, he met a gentleman by the name of Bobby Bird. Do you know who Bobby Bird is? I don't know who Bobby Bird is, <laughs> but the name Bobby Bird, so, I mean, it just That's uh, what rolls I, off the tongue. I didn't Sounds know who he was, cool. but it definitely yeah. sounded familiar. Well, anyways, Bobby Sounds Bird. Sounds like it's somebody in the Blues Brothers movie <laughs> or something like that. James Brown was in the Blues Brothers movie, was he not? I don't remember. We might have to fact check that. I checked that. that. I, I don't know. Blues okay. Brothers movie. Right. Okay. So we met this gentleman, Sweet Bobby Bird. Home, Chicago. <laughs> Go ahead. Focus here. Focus I'm, in. I'm focused. Focus in. Uh, he met Bobby Bird, who was a famous talent scout. And noted to be the one that discovered James Brown. Hmm. It is also stated that Bird claims he and his family helped James Brown get an early release from jail. Well, there you go. So, not well. I'm sure he had his his own selfish. But well, no, that's nice. That's but, nice. But thing. think about it. I mean, yeah. if if said situations hadn't lined up the way they did Mm -hmm. would we have known about james brown how many people do you hear who you know are very talented they just haven't been discovered yet and here james brown was discovered in jail in prison yeah yeah just sometimes it's who you who you meet who you know well especially these days um not that it wasn't even more you know as complicated based on other factors then but of course, nowadays you think about how much music you don't hear, how many people are out there, talented artists, yeah. and you're just you're never going to hear them. But yeah, fate. I like the fate part of it. That right. Plays into this. You can sure. have all the talent in the world, but really, right place at the right time sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Even <clears> if it's a really <throat> shitty place. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, but you know, good. Uh, hey, that, you know, that's the thing. Unfortunate circumstances 
that could be the serious lesson here. You too. never know where it leads. You never know. Right. It might something that looks like it's bad turns into a great mm-hmm. opportunity. Diamond in the rough, baby. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Ooh. Wow. So fast forward to 1966. Uh, James Brown was well into his fame and success and had released songs like Try Me. I wasn't familiar with that. Night Train and Sign Sealed Delivered. Oh, I love that, that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> right. You sing it mm-hmm. later. Sign Sealed. <laughs> okay. I'm thinking of somebody else's version of that. That's but, yeah. You're thinking of, uh, was it Michael Jackson who did? Sign Sealed Delivered. I'm your. No, that sounds Fact like. Fact check. Fact check. Fact check. Fact check. Okay. <clears throat> the early 1960s were a time where the school dropout rate was very high and that affected, it affected Brown. His passion for advocating for education sparked and triggered him to release the songs Don't Be a Dropout, Papa's Got a Brand New Bag, and I Got You. What's what's that refer to? Papa's got a brand new bag. I don't know. I don't know if... I I always thought it was bed. There's a guess the lyric again. I thought Papa's got a brand new bed, but (laughs) don't check your phone, Jared. I did. Sorry. I didn't... uh... It's, it's my wife. It's definitely important. Okay. Important. Oh, yeah, that's true. We uh-huh. have to stop this broadcast right now. <laughs> Anyways, carry on with James Brown. Yeah, yeah. Um, his success with these hits were tremendous, prompting Brown to donate all the royalties from Don't Be a Dropout hmm. to charity used for dropout prevention programs. Nice. A line from the song goes, without an education, you might as well be dead. Right. Wow. Is it a ballad? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't remember a ballad by Joe Jr. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, maybe that's what he... Oh, he could have been like uh, Garth Brooks, who did his other alter persona. Ego. Yeah, the alter yeah. ego. This is my ballad guy. His name is Except for his alter ego drove up NASCAR. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. That's uh, cool. Yes. That's really cool. And because of this grace, gracious decision, Brown was invited to the White House by wow. Vice President uh, Hubert Humphrey, who's working on a, already working on a stay-in-school program while serving in the White House. A stay-in-school? <laughs> no, no, so, listen. A stay-in-school. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> We're not staying in the school. <laughs> Makes more sense, actually, when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so That's glad good. you... you you're so attentive right now. That's very... I am. I'm tied. You are I'm, right in here, I'm baby. I'm hooked in. I'm, you know what? No, seriously, we love you, Jimmy. This is cool. Yeah. I like this. I like hearing this stuff. Yeah, and this when I found it, I mean, yes, he still incorporated this with his musical career, but it's what he did outside of that. It's what he took mm-hmm. his, his own life experiences, carried it on, used his career to better. Mm-hmm. And what did I say in episode two? Used it for good and not, 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 not good. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good versus the not, not good, good yes. right right yeah. right so there's your feature on james brown the education activist he also went on and did some african-american uh act- activism as well as he was really into the uh anti-war during the vietnam bro i remember time. that too yeah. very good he would go overseas to vietnam and, and perform for the soldiers james the man that okay yeah. so that explains a lot i still have a couple questions for you one thought right away is i remember james later with his shirt off so he performed with insufficient clothing so that was <laughs> that was something that he continued with the rest but of his see, life that, that so. is almost uh, encouraged in the music industry 
Maybe he, maybe there too. He was like, well, fine. You're going to kick me out of school for insufficient clothing. I'm going to make a bunch of money with insufficient clothing. So I wonder if he ever go. went back and finished his schooling. You know how a lot of times, hmm. uh, who else do I know? Uh, didn't Matthew McConaughey went back and graduated, or at least went back to college or something? Yeah, There's yeah. a few. Yeah. They went back and they and they and they finished it. I wonder if he did. Fact check. Fact check. Fact check. Fact check. Okay. Then my biggest question, and then we've gone way too long with this one, but. <laughs> Um, okay, disco. What what about the original disco so, man? How does this tie? I stumbled made that on up, the, how I up. actually stumbled on James Brown. Yeah, was by finding the title "The Original Disco Man," and all that was was an album name or a song name. Okay, and he and the the, the graphics, the picture for this song was pretty cool. He was sitting in the throne, and, and he was just and then the big titles on you know, the and old neo, no oh, throne chair. <laughs> Stay to, with me. Okay, and the title is that old you know neon colored the original disco man is that a song that he wrote i didn't look further i think it is okay but it's in one of his albums the original disc it's i mean it's disco to the heart you got the female Mm -hmm. backup vocals you got the you know whatever you're talking well that makes sense i could see him responding saying like oh this is now the big thing and they're calling it disco but it's kind of like the funk i did before too yeah so yeah. yeah, and I'm sure right. disco funk, all that stuff. They they all blend. They all share yeah. similar what qualities. The funk. What, what the polka? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so that's a wrap. That's James Brown episode nice. three, the original disco man outside the mic. There you go. Yes, yeah. sir. Now, if we just if you had your guitar ready, we could play out with the one day we'll all understand what, what you makes your mom a nurse, Dan. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to Outside the Mic. Uh, we've had a lot of fun. Again, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Play. Podcast. Right on. Yeah. We love, love you guys. guys. Love you. Feel the love and subscribe at a streaming podcast near you.